0: Hey guys, Philippa Hanna here, and welcome to the Stained Glass Stories podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to be speaking to some incredible people about their music, their ministry, their songwriting, their faith journey, and most importantly, the way God has managed to shine a light into a situation in their lives. When we go through difficult times, it can be really hard to make sense of it. So we're gonna hear lots of examples within these podcasts of the way God has managed to shine into a life and paint a beautiful picture or tell an incredible story. Today on the podcast, we have the incredible Lucy Grimble. Lucy is a London-based worship leader, singer-songwriter, artist, worship pastor, and she is incredible at sharing the stories behind her songs. So today we're gonna to hear about disappointment, about heartbreak, and how to keep letting God in during those times. So grab a brew, come and hang out with us, and we'll see you at the end. Also, stay tuned to the end to find out how you can win a copy of Lucy's brand new album, plus a copy of my new album, Stained Glass Stories. Speak to you in a bit. Welcome, Lucy Grimble, to the very first Stained Glass Stories podcast. I'm so excited to have you. What a privilege to be the first one. Well, to be honest, it's just nice to talk to a human being, right? Very true. Nice (laughs) to have some human interaction. Or a human being,
1: not Joel, maybe, because you obviously have Joel to talk to. Of course,
0: yeah. He still counts as a human being, even after six months of lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah but it's, uh, it's been a tough time for us musicians. So obviously I've explained in my intro a little bit about you. You're a worshipper, you're a songwriter, you also yeah. work for a church. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that because that's kind of a relatively new development, I think, since the lockdown life began. Am I right or wrong? Yeah.
1: Well, actually it was just before lockdown. So I started um on the post of Worship Master in January. And in my head, it was just going to be an interim thing because our previous worship master um, left. And then my vicar kind of came to me and just said, do you want to lead a bit more worship in the new year? Because we're really going to be desperate. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then I just kind of thought, actually, I think they need more than that. They need someone to kind of look after the team. So I just said, why don't I just take it on in the interim while you're looking for someone permanent? Little did I know that I was going to fall in love with the role and fall in love with the team. And it's just become... This essential part of my this season of life. Like it just really feels like a God ordained thing. Um and just a place where, you know, I've been able to kind of grow and develop the team, but also I feel like I have grown and developed in so many ways, just being part of such a kind of faith-filled team, you know, the, the team that leads the church is just absolutely amazing. And I think, to be honest, it's been also a godsend during lockdown because it's, I've had the consistency of like meeting with this wonderful team of people every single week, you know, come rain, come shine, and also being part of live streaming Sunday services. As tough as that has been, it's provided some kind of consistency in my life, which I think as a freelance musician is sometimes the thing that's the hardest is when you have no structure, no consistency, and every day you're just having to you know, be like, right, today is a new day and we're just going to have to figure out what we're doing. So, yeah, the role has just become so, so important for, for me and I'm just so grateful to God for this role.
0: That is so cool. I think in this time as well, that need for consistency has been even greater because even the inconsistent things um have kind of been replaced by, you know, this kind of thing, Zoom in, doing... All the stuff we sort of normally did, like go out and do events or um, especially over summer, all the festivals and stuff, that's kind of all just ground to a halt. So I imagine that's been amazing. When I saw you were doing that, I thought, wow, that's like, that's perfect for Lucy. So so obviously we know, we know you're a worshiper, we know you're a songwriter. My first introduction to you, we ended up at an event together, do you remember, in, in London? And mm-hmm. um, we were kind of just stepping up one of those events where someone gets up and does one song or two songs. And oh. and I was immediately blown away by your authentic sound. And um, I, I totally get the hype, Lucy. Oh. <laughs> I get it. I get why you're so, so well talked about by folk um, and why people love you and invite you to be involved in things. And I think it's because you've just got such a real and true, authentic sound, very effortless. Your voice is so effortless, but yet kind of just perfect (laughs) and beautiful. And your songs are really beautiful too. Um, But the Stained Glass Stories podcast is really about going behind the person and behind the songs and just getting to know the human behind the worshipper, because so many people see someone like you, even me, and I know what it's like behind the scenes. I even feel like, wow, here's a girl who's got it all together. I can't imagine her ever being, you know, out of motivation or out of hope. I I can't imagine her ever feeling desperate, But, um, but we all do, right? We all do have those moments. So- I wanted to give you a chance to go behind maybe one of your favorite songs on the new record, which is coming out in November, right?
1: Well, very, very end of October.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, great. So hopefully this will be out before then. But the new album, um, beautiful, again, really authentic sounding worship album, different as well. Mm. Um, Not like everything else, not like anything else. So, and I've loved songs like Goliath and He Is Love, Nothing Can Separate, Matt Redman collab you just did. Tell me, is there a song on the album that for you is like a stained glass story, a story in your life where God's light has shone through and shown his glory to you? Oh,
1: Philippa, thank you for that introduction, like genuinely thank you. And I just... Just to say, I feel exactly the same about you. Like, there is such a realness to you. Like, whenever I hear you talk or share songs, there is such, just such an honest heart. And I think, I think we really need music and worship that champions that authenticity and that honesty because you're right. Like, everybody feels this stuff. Everybody feels days where they're demotivated or where they are battling with unbelief or doubt or fear or whatever it might be. And we need, we need songs that are going to, meet us in those places you know in the valleys as well as you know on the mountaintops. so I just yeah really want to commend you as one of those people as well and when you say my voice is effortless and perfect I definitely don't think so but I absolutely think that about you that whenever you open your mouth thank you has she got like an inbuilt auto-tune it's like ridiculous anyway um to answer your question um So, yeah, the album is a real mix of songs and I think it's, you know, it's a worship album, but not all of the songs are congregational worship songs. They're not all meant for a Sunday morning, but it's still all worship. Like I count it all as worship Um, because for me, worship is about our hearts. Worship is about um, us being honest before the Lord, us coming before jesus as we are not trying to hide anything or trying to turn off any emotions or trying to pretend like any emotions aren't there it's just being totally real and vulnerable and as we are before him so i think the song that i would want to highlight is actually it's kind of like an unusual song to have on a worship album because it's kind of this song of lament um but it sort of lament that turns to hope um but it's a song called keep my heart open and for me, it's like the crux. For me, this is the crux of worship. Like keeping our heart open is continuing to worship God, like choosing to still be vulnerable with him and still trust him and still say, do you know what? I do not understand what is going on in life right now, but I'm going to keep my heart open to you, even though it's painful and even though it's so costly um, to keep my heart open. And it's a song that I wrote in this season of really deep disappointment. Um I basically had... Um, my heart broken, and um, I was on a plane flying to Nashville, and um, to go on like this big songwriting thing, fresh off like having my heart broken, and Wait, I just, I just told, have to
0: stop you. Yes, was it broken by a boy? I need it to know was
1: broken by a boy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know, right? Wow. Um, but I think for me, like you know, singleness and you know relationships as for like so many people, it's like a very scary place. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to be in a relationship was quite a big deal. So then for a relationship to end, especially when it's a relationship that you feel is like really headed somewhere significant. Yeah. It just was, it was like, it felt like a wound getting reopened and a a really familiar disappointment that I'd sat in so many times. And, you know, I was on this, and it it was done in quite a dramatic and quite brutal way, not by me. Um, but anyway, so I was on my, on the plane on the way to Nashville, just really sat in my feelings and just in, you know, feeling so disappointed, just tired and fed up. And I just remember like having this really clear moment on the plane, just seeing myself on this knife edge. And it was like, God was showing me, like I was on this knife edge between letting my disappointment turn me away from God and letting my anger shut myself down to him. Or on the other side of the knife edge was this like place of radical trust and just running into his arms even harder, even though it didn't make sense because I felt like, you know, but this was not meant to go this way. And I just feel so like hurt and angry and all this pain and stuff. So I saw myself on this knife edge and I just, I just decided, Do you know what? I'm going to choose to run like tear streamed, or like tear-stained face. I'm gonna run into the arms of my father, and I'm gonna choose that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe that I'm gonna be met there with so much love and so much grace and like the opportunity for a new start. So um, yeah, it was this decision to keep my heart open. And the artwork for this song is like is a door, it's like in, in darkness, and then it's a door that is like just a little bit open, and the light is shining through. And I feel like that is so often the decision that we have to make with God. It's like we want to just shut the door with Him because because of disappointment. Like disappointment is such a weapon of the enemy. I feel to get us to close our heart down to God and to you know focus in on ourselves and get us to be self reliant and be like, Do you know what, God, I've got this because you clearly can't be trusted with this area of my life. So I'm gonna, mm. I'm fine. I'm gonna look after myself here. And actually, in that place, we we just miss out on. The blessing that God has for us, we miss out on the like the grace that He has for us, and the the more that He potentially has for us that we we don't believe He has got for us. So this image of like a door just being cracked open, because I think that's even that's even just what it takes. It doesn't have to be this grand gesture. Like, yes, Lord, I believe that you. You know, it doesn't have to be this hyped up faith moment. It can just be as little as like a whisper of like, but God, I'm still going to believe in you. You know, but I will still trust you, so yeah that's that is like the sort of that's what met, led me to write that song and um and it's kind of just been this kind of image or this phrase that stuck with me ever since like anytime I find myself just getting a bit hard hearted during this pandemic, whoa, like so many times, just feeling so angry with God and feeling so like, where are you? Have you left us all like what on earth is going on, and just choosing to be like i'm I'm just still going to look to you. I'm still going to keep my heart like open to you so I can hear you because I don't want to, I don't want to get disconnected from you. That's the worst thing. Like living in disappointment is one thing, but being disconnected from God, that's another thing.
0: That's a great message. The idea of over here, you've got disappointment. The next stage is potentially disconnection, but it's also this incredible opportunity to deepen that relationship we have with God. I mean, it's weird how how similar your story is there to the whole story of, of my last album and the reason wow. we're making this podcast um, because I'd had this situation where there'd been a divorce in the family, a church breakdown, and our, our whole lives were just in pieces and we were on our way to a, a writing trip. And wow. um, it was very much in Nashville and it was very much like, This is, okay, I love that you say you were sitting in your feelings as well, because we know, right, that that's an amazing resource as creatives, as much as we don't enjoy it at the time, it's so good to see actually, this is such a great resource, and it's such a great opportunity to actually define what it's going to be in my life to worship, and um, when you say you're a worshipper, for me, that's what a worshipper is, it's not a style of music, it's not um it's not what you do where your platform is or anything I think worship really you've just hit it right on the head is that it's that cracked door at all times even when your heart is in smithereens and I guess with a heartbreak I'm gonna push into this a little bit I hope (laughs) it doesn't make you uncomfortable but I mean firstly I just want to slap this guy because what a loser (laughs) How? How could that happen? Um, but that everybody listening will have had their heart broken at some point. Um, but in that place, in that place of disappointment, would you say that it's not just about necessarily the the kind of human side of heartbreak in a relationship where you sort of think I'm losing that person, but it's also about the fact that suddenly the path isn't exactly what you thought it was gonna be. Mm. Right? And um how do you feel like because the pandemic has been very much that it's been like a derailing of all of our plans like everything we thought we were going to be doing this year we've just had to let go really yeah. and yeah. that's quite possibly what happened to you in that season as well you were in a relationship you thought perhaps this was your next step in life yeah. how are you dealing with the disappointments that are coming from lockdown and I know you've been obviously been blessed in this new position I'm so pleased for you with the church thing but also you've been releasing music like I have in lockdown and it just hasn't looked like we thought it was gonna look totally
1: totally and I think you know I think everybody has lost something in in this pandemic or many things and you know some people have really lost stuff you know, like have lost loved ones or have lost jobs. And, you know, I know a number of friends who, you know, are dads of young kids and they've lost their jobs. And so, yeah, I, I guess it's like we are all dealing with loss and grief on multiple fronts. Um, and I guess like, you know, I think my my form of disappointment and loss is much more minor in, in the sense that, you know, I'm not... Um, I thank God have not lost anyone. Um, You know, I still have a job um, with the church and I'm still getting to release music, like you say. It's just that um, my world has just absolutely shrunk in on itself. And it's like where you're used to just having this freedom and where you're used to being able to just go around and you're used to being able to sort of like see the results and the work of your ministry kind of firsthand um, with like loads and loads of people. Suddenly, you know, I've just, you know, when it was deep lockdown, it was, you know, literally confined to these four walls and just getting insane cabin fever and feeling so trapped and, um, yeah, just wondering when's it going to end. And, you know, I'm used to kind of just going, 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 being on like, I'm just like quite a kind of driven person, quite a productive person. So I just felt suddenly like all my motivation levels just like sank like just dropped through the floor and then I was trying to have to get up every day and and think I'm releasing this album and it's kind of this album's so important to me so I was like just I guess battling with you know bigger questions of like wow what even is my purpose I mean I, I tend to kind of fall into a bit of an existential rabbit hole I'm glad I'm not
0: the only one, Lucy.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. I had dinner with a friend the other day, and he's like, "But you're Lucy Grimble. You don't have existential crises." And I was like, "Um, "That is just not true. Like I have them pretty much every week." Um, So yeah, and also I think you know I I feel like I'm a big feeler. Like I feel other people's stuff as well. So I would just be walking around the street sometimes and feeling this sense of collective sadness and this collective like kind of fear like where on earth are we going and so you're kind of just every day it felt like I was being bombarded with all these crazy feelings and and emotions and you know as well being part of the church and seeing how so many people's lives have just been turned on their heads and just feeling this responsibility towards our um, kind of community as well and just so many people who are facing so much loss so it's not even just your own emotions it's not even just what is going on in your own head sometimes it's like what other people that you really love are going through and like the kind of shared empathy, which is just, is very, very draining. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I would say I found a lot of days during the lockdown, just intensely draining. And I would, I'd do like one thing in a day and be like, Oh, I'm exhausted from doing mm. one thing where normally I would do like 10 things and be kind of ready to do some more. So I think it just took me a while to be okay with the fact that my capacity had just dropped. And even now, I thought to myself last week, still feel like I'm on about 60% capacity and I'm okay with that. Like that's okay. Um, I'm just going to have grace for myself and just work with that. And I'm sure I'll, well, maybe my capacity will come back, but even if it doesn't, I'll still be okay with that and have grace for myself. So, um, yeah, I feel like I've just given you a really rambly answer that maybe didn't answer the question.
0: <laughs> Honestly, no, that was a perfect answer. Actually. Um, because I I, f- I do feel really encouraged, and I think a lot of people at will who are listening because um, I found that as well. The and I, I'm also expecting a baby in January, and so ha, that I feel like pregnancy does that to you as well. Having you just have fewer spoons. Have you heard the thing about disability and spoons, well, oh. if you've got any sort of chronic illness or whatever, you have a basically a handful of spoons for the day, and one of those spoons might be getting up and getting yourself ready the next one might be doing whatever household stuff needs doing the next Mm -hmm. one might be a coffee with a friend and basically when the spoons are gone they're gone (laughs) um and so you have to learn how to spend them and you know different times in life give us different numbers of spoons and and I so I completely relate that I feel like my spoons are in Mm -hmm. short supply (laughs)
1: And I just... It's like someone just took your spoons from you overnight and didn't tell you. I think that's the thing as well, because you're like, but 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 there must be more spoons, you know, because <laughs> I'm used mm-hmm. to having more spoons. And then, yeah, so just learning to be okay with that and learning to, yeah, have, have grace for yourself and for other people, because everybody's spoons have been taken away.
0: Exactly. That's the thing. And the collective anxiety, the collective um, grief that you just mentioned again, I think it's, it's in the air. It's almost in the air. And so I keep posting things on Facebook and people will say things like, how did you know that we, how did you know that I felt like that today? I'm like, well, I didn't, but I think we all basically feel the same right now. I think that's what it is. We're kind of going through these motions of like things picking up a little bit and then suddenly, oh, we've got a new announcement, a new rule. I got new rules, on am counting. I'll get a copyright <laughs> strike now. All, all these new rules, Um, yeah. that are, it's so exhausting. And when you think you, you're on an upward kind of keel, you're coming back down. So mm-hmm. well, all I can say is I'm so grateful that you are choosing to let these times um, be a, an opportunity for God to speak through you. Mm-hmm. And please keep doing that because... I think that's our job, really, isn't it? Our job is to sort of say what needs to be said, and help people, yeah. other people, to say what they need to say through the songs. And so, it's not always about just—it's not always about just communicating with God. But worship is about giving other people the words to communicate yeah. with God, isn't it? So, and Which you're really sorry. doing that.
1: Say, that is why it's so important that we write real songs because we are literally putting people putting words in other people's mouths and i think that if if these songs haven't cost us something like if we haven't had to go through a journey with a song or to go through a journey with a an idea or a theme or a concept that has cost us or that has hit us in in the heart like i don't know i just i'm i'm much more strict with myself now with the songs that i release especially if it's a, if i feel like it's a congregational worship song like i have to have had a personal revelation of that song Otherwise I'm not, I don't feel comfortable giving it to other people to sing to the Lord because I want to be able to be accountable for that song. And if someone asks me about it to be like, yeah, this is this is what I believe to be true. Um, not just this is what I've read in scripture. Because I think there's a difference. Like we can read the word, but actually when the word becomes life to us, when the word becomes real, like Brahma word, mm. that whole other thing you know and and then you're writing out out of such a rich place and such a sort of a deep place rather than just words on a page if that makes sense
0: I want to encourage you as well because I feel like that is one of the benefits of being a solo artist as opposed to a member of of a church's worship ministry which you are as well obviously you're a worship leader in a church um and I've done that for many years as well but being a having an artist point of view which is basically a personal point of view um like you know like David like the Psalms it's a personal point of view it's not just a what's our teaching series this month what's our what's our church going through but it's actually what am I going through because that is important because so much of it is shared with everybody else with what we're going through so um I'm so encouraged by your ministry. I love your song so much. So the song is called Disappointment?
1: No, the the song (laughs) is inspired by Disappointment, but it's called Keep My Heart Open.
0: Keep My Heart Open. Much better title.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, keep my heart open in brackets. Disappointment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a big thing. Um, Somebody close to me once said, Disappointment's one thing. What you don't want to live in is discouragement. When disappointment becomes discouragement, mm. that's very debilitating because from there you can start to change your whole living posture in a really bad way. Um yeah, but we all we have all had disappointments this year. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear your song. Do you have a well, release date for the song? Or?
1: Well, it will just be out with the album, which is okay. the thirtieth of October. Amazing. First, literally.
0: Wow. I'm well, so excited. It's gonna be brilliant. So um, obviously socials, where can people find you to find out more about you? Yeah. your website, etc.
1: Yeah, so I'm online, I've got a website, LucyGrimble.com, or I'm just on socials as Lucy Grimble.
0: Follow Lucy Grimble, guys. You're gonna enjoy it. You'll enjoy seeing her life, you'll enjoy hearing her music and Yeah, girl, keep going. We're behind you. Can't wait to hear the album.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys, to the Stained Glass Stories podcast. I really hope you found that inspiring. I sure did and you know what, you hung out till the end so you get to find out how you can get your hands on a free copy of Lucy's brand new album. The album's due out at the end of October but you could have it before then. If you just hop on over to my official YouTube channel and hit subscribe and then pop to Lucy's YouTube channel and subscribe there, we will pick somebody at random from the bunch and send you guys some goodies you're going to get a copy of Lucy's album and a copy of Stained Glass Stories as a thank you from me so thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys for another Stained Glass Story next time